Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 82, and we're going to start this episode by announcing our winner from last episode's giveaway, which was a Goofy Gang t-shirt from our friends at 100 Acre Hood. So last episode's winner is NYC in Disney. So we will be reaching out to you to let you know how to get your shirt and get your size and all that good stuff. So thank you so much for listening and entering. And as always, we really appreciate it. So this week's giveaway, since we are continuing our 10K giveaway, is going to be three magnets from our friends at Magnetic Flux Co. So I don't remember which episode it was, but we loved talking to these three guys. I can honestly say it was still today our longest episode, which is a good thing when you're talking to three super cool guys. Um, But we're giving away three magnets from them. Um, So same rules apply. Just, you know, take a screenshot, show us, send us that you're listening along with us, and you'll be entered in to win. Perfect. So today's interview is a really fun one, and I think you guys... A lot of you might already be familiar with Justin, who is on Instagram as the Diz Dude. He also runs the Positivities account. He's got a, quite a few accounts out there. His dog account. So we love anybody with a Disney dog. Um, but today's really going to be all about that. If you feel like you have an important message or something that you want to share, all of the different avenues that you can go down to share that message with an audience. So I think that's a perfect way to introduce the episode. I hope it'll be so helpful for you guys. I know you guys will enjoy it. So without further ado, let's throw it into our episode with the Diz Dude, Justin. Sounds good. Uh, hi, guys. I'm Justin. Like you said, the Diz Dude. Um, and I, <laughs> where do we start? I have a lot going on. Um, I work for Disney part-time at Star Tours um, in Hollywood Studios. I also work for the Tampa Bay Rays part-time over in St. Pete. I just basically am a glorified hype guy with them. Um, And then full-time, I run a business called Airheads Adventure Arena in Orlando. I'm the general manager there. And I just recently started my own company, like you mentioned, Positivities. Yeah. Wow. So you are busy. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not really one to have a lot of free time because I'm not really one who enjoys so much free time. I kind of like working. It's, I don't know. I enjoy it. It's fun. Yeah. So tell us just a little bit more about your life just outside of Disney and your shop. Um, so outside of Disney, I like to travel back to my hometown, which is only about an hour and 45 minutes from where I live. Um, I go back there to, you know, hang with friends and family. And one of the places I like to go dancing is out there. And I basically bring my little puppy with me everywhere. His name is Maui. He's a little Shiba Inu, probably about 24 pounds. He's a cute kid. He's like six months old. Um, but yeah, I just, I try to fill up all my free time with stuff that's productive, that helps me grow as a person and in life in general, but not just that I like to help other people around me grow. So whatever I can think of that's unconventional, out of the ordinary, I try to do stuff like that in my spare time, if that makes sense. Certainly makes perfect sense. So kind of transitioning into your Disney story, can you talk about kind of where your passion and love for Disney started and grew over time and and kind of what that evolution looked like? Absolutely. Uh, So when I was younger, ever since as far back as I can remember, that's the only place I would ever vacation is Disney. Um, My friends would 
go out of the state, out of the country, and I'd be like, well, if I want to go to a different country, I'll just go to Epcot. They're a lot closer. <laughs> um, so I spent a lot of my free time just going to Disney with my family and going there like as a kid and feeling that sense of pure joy and excitement being there. And then, you know, growing up, you you get to see that and then you realize what's happening on other people's faces. You like get to see that what, what you felt before happening with other people. And when I finally got old enough, you know, to figure out what I wanted to do, like Disney was a big factor in that. Like what it was, it factored like, who do I want to be as a person? And it helped me work towards that. And where do I want to go with life? And it helped me work towards that. And it's been a big role. It's not just something I'm super passionate about. It's something that um, is basically a part of who I am as a person now. And now I get to be a part of creating that sense of joy and excitement on other, like for other people. And that to me is like, probably the coolest opportunity I've ever had in life, period. That's something I am interested in asking about because I think so many people who have this great connection to Disney, I think it's just a natural thing to wonder, you know, what would it be like to be a cast member? Um, so kind of has that been a positive experience? Is it something that you've enjoyed putting yourself into? Kind of what would be your advice to anybody who's contemplating making that switch? Oh, absolutely. Um, so so with being a cast member, it's kind of one of those things where you 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 get what you want to get out of it. So for me personally, Disney being one of my biggest passions, like I go there with a positive attitude, like excited to go to work. And like for me, when I get paid isn't a factor or anything like to me, what I get excited about most is is going to the parks or to Star Tours and just knowing that maybe this is this one family's only trip to Disney they'll ever get to take. And I get to have an impact on that. That to me is one of the biggest honors. So that's what I get out of it. Yeah, of course, there's going to be problem guests and people give you a hard time. I've been called names I can't obviously repeat on here. But <laughs> but like that's not what I take away from the job, if you will. Like it's it's that's not I, I get a lot. The good guests outnumber the, the guests who are more difficult. And I, I the guests who are difficult, I basically just don't think about the interactions. I only think about the good stuff, I guess. So that I, I get a lot of positivity out of it. And I love working at Disney. Um, so advice to people who are going there to work at Disney, you know, go in with that positive mindset. There's going to be a lot of people around you who are there, just there working to get a paycheck. And you have to understand that. And if you let their negative mindset and um, negativity just affect you or let those topics of conversation lead your conversation, then unfortunately, that's going to be what you get out of the job. But if you can learn to see the best in the guests and in your fellow cast members, then you're going to get a lot more than you could possibly imagine. I think that's great advice. And I think that is really important to remember just in life in general and whatever job that you're working. I mean, if you surround yourself with those negative people, I mean, your days get longer and longer and longer. Oh, for sure. And and with that being said, too, it's like a common question I get as a cast member is, OK, so does that ruin the magic for you? Um, like, you know, being backstage and seeing all this different stuff. And for me, no, not at all whatsoever. It's the magic's still there, but this time now I get to be a part of it. I get to help create it for other people. So no, the magic's definitely still there if that's something anyone is wondering. Mm -hmm. So my sister is also a cast member and her favorite thing ever is like making magic, you know, like doing special things. Do you oh, ever get so to fun. do that? <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite things to do, we actually will pull what's called a task where if all the positions are filled it'll be like sweep the queue or do cleaning but one of them's create a magical moment that is a physical 
task that we will pull and that's our job for that 15 to 30 minutes is to go do that for somebody and it is my favorite thing in the world um that's why i love my job so much i'll uh wait out front to see someone wearing star wars gear or like a birthday button or something like that and you know take them up like through the fast pass line or through like the shortcut ramp and then get them on the ride as soon as possible in the best seat as possible um and just i don't know maybe pull some strings to figure out who's a rebel spy i mean you didn't hear that. <laughs> anyways yeah but no i don't know just making magic for guests is my favorite part of working at disney it is absolutely amazing for sure so dialing it back a little bit and talking about kind of where you got started and you know, if you could just kind of talk us into where did you make that switch to become a Disney content creator? You know, was it starting the Diz Dude on Instagram? Kind of how did that whole evolution unfold to get all these things up and running of the Diz Dude and then positivities and everything? And how did that come together? Yeah. So I actually was not Instagram savvy at all when I moved here. I moved here um, like middle of July 2017 and I started with the company July 29th. Um, I moved here just basically on my love for Disney, hoping to get my foot in the door and be there full time. And I ended up getting a part-time position, which later transitioned into full-time. I didn't know that there was such a, like that the Disney uh, community even existed. I didn't know there was such like a, a reach of Disney people out there. Like I didn't know the potential Instagram had or anything like that. I literally knew nothing. Um, the girl I was dating at the time was actually telling me about it and, showed me these cool accounts and some shops and some, I don't know, bloggers, stuff like that. And I was like, well, if these people love Disney half as much as I do, we're going to be best friends. Um, so I made a Disney Instagram account, not having any clue what I was doing. And the sole purpose behind it wasn't to grow a following or start a business. The idea behind it was simply to just make friends in Orlando because I knew here, I knew nobody moving here. Absolutely nobody. Mm-hmm. So the whole idea behind that was just, like I said, make friends. I had no intention of becoming a content creator, any of that jazz. So I know on the Positivities website that you have a really fun story about kind of how you've always been and how you've always viewed things like careers that, that you don't like, you don't like to be put into any boxes. Can you talk through kind of how that led you into starting, you know, buying up the domain name and, and buying up all the handles for Positivities and kind of how you sat on that idea until you were ready to act? Yeah. So, you know, growing up as a kid, your teachers ask you, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like, what do you want to do? And, you know, I, I, they, they do this to ask you so they can help guide you in the right direction as far as like a career path and what classes to take later on in schools and stuff. But I never had a definitive answer for them. My answer was always like, I want to make people smile or I want to make people happy. And that was because I get my joy from like my favorite feeling in the world is watching someone smile and knowing I had something to do with it being there. Uh, that to me is the most rewarding feeling. And that's how I kind of based everything I wanted to do in life. Like not just work, but just mentality in general. And, um, you know, so I thought randomly, okay, cool. Disney is, a great start for that. And that's a place where I get to see that happen all the time. So I just knew not only did I love Disney, but I love making people happy. So obviously being a cast member goes hand in hand with that. Cause you get to have best, best of both worlds all in one. Um, and then from there, you know, like moving up in the company is a goal, but like I said, I don't like to have a lot of free time. So I thought, you know, what else can I do? And 
randomly I was driving in my car one day on my way home to Thanksgiving dinner uh, with my family. And as I pulled up, I just thought, just the, just the name positivity comes into head, you know, like I, I like puns and plays on words. So like, I'm always thinking of stuff like that. And that just popped into my head. And I was like, oh my goodness, like I, this is, I, I can't let this go. So, I mean, like immediately then and there, I sat in my car for like a half hour, just like getting the Twitter, getting the Instagram, getting the Facebook, getting the domain name and just like making an email, anything I could think of to do related with that name. I just copped it right then and there because I was not willing to let it go. And I thought, okay, cool. Now, if anything else, if I ever decide to do a small shop, like I have this here available. And so like the idea in my head, I've always had the idea of doing one of the small shops, but like, I didn't know what I wanted to do exactly. Like, do I want to do Disney t-shirts? Do I want to do like what? But I was like, no, like a lot of people do that. Like, I want to do something different. I want to do something like out there, not even necessarily Disney, just something bigger. And cause with me, I like, I don't know. I think big, like to me, this is like, a means to get a lot of different places, which we can talk about later, but I, I couldn't pass up the idea or the opportunity. And then eventually along the way, you know, just in talking to certain friends, like people encouraging me to go pursue the business and then people like offering support, like to me, eventually after like a couple months just became a no brainer. And that's when I started reaching out to people and working with people as far as like getting started and getting a business model in order. Um, and yeah, so that's, how positivities came about. Yeah. And I've, I've actually followed along with you for a very long time <laughs> and oh, because you. I do love like your positive message. And, you know, I remember as you, you know, announced that you're going to start this new endeavor and you're going to start positivities that you also mentioned how, you know, your friends within the Disney community kind of helped you along and kind of, you know, gave you that advice. So what kind of things, you know, were you able to gain from, the community well everything like literally i would if it wasn't for this community of people like i would not be able to even pursue this passion of mine you know like one growing a random following like unintentionally on instagram on on, on a piece of social media i knew nothing about at the time like that to me alone is insane but you know after i got the idea i just like you know how you like joke about something with, with a sense of subtle seriousness? I kind of did that with a couple people. And one of those people who really like loved the idea and um, was like, no, like, what are you waiting for? Like, let's do this was, was Katie from Magic Made Co. Um, she just really inspired me to actually do the idea instead of just like have the idea, if that makes sense. And then, you know, from there I got like kind of fired up. So I started reaching out to some people who I have good rapport with and talked to a bunch. And then like, Aaron from Lost Boys Club, he was like, he jumped on board. And I, I'll tell you what, this guy's helped me with everything from designs to website advice. Like he's, he's like, he's like my sensei, if you will. He, he's, he's the Jedi master and I'm the young Padawan, <laughs> if that makes sense. That should put it into perspective for you. And then, you know, like having people like Leo from Main Street Press and Brit, like giving me the advice, helping me like pick out the right kind of shirt and, you know, like just being that support system along the way has been, it's kept my fire burning, you know, for this idea and this passion going. And, you know, just with their support, it's been able to help me pump out some quality products, you know, in, in a timely manner. And I'm actually getting ready to release two new designs coming up in the next like week or so. So I'm like super excited about all that. And just the constant words of encouragement from like, you know, my friends like Dana and Philip from Aloha Ears, like 
really helping me stay thinking outside the box and keeping me refreshed and rejuvenated. And then the people, the random DMs from all of you guys, like, like the followers and stuff, it's like, you guys have no idea how much that means to me. Like to have someone even reach out and be like, Oh, that made my day. Or like, Oh, I needed this today. Like on anything that I post, like that, that to me is like, again, the most rewarding feeling. Like I get to be a part of you guys' life and it's just, it's, it's a huge honor. And like without everyone altogether, like I wouldn't have the passion. I wouldn't have the idea. I wouldn't have the support. Like, so, I mean, thank you everybody for like everything you do, no matter how big or small you think it might be. It's all big to me. Certainly. A couple of things to unpack from there. I think it's going to be hard pressed that we talk to anybody else from here on out in the Disney community that Britain, that Britain Leo don't know. <laughs> Since we've had their episode, I'm pretty sure they've gotten mentioned every single time. Yeah. <laughs> That's a yeah, good thing. Yeah, they're great. They're, no, they're super fun to work with. I was just on the phone with Leo today and just like, just working with these guys is such a pleasure. Like, I mean, they take you every step of the way. They keep you posted and updated. And then they're just like positive words of encouragement. They really hype you up. They're like, not just do you get like this cool service from them, but they're like your personal hype system. For sure. Mm -hmm. And I think something that is worth mentioning to anybody who's in the community and as you're forming these relationships with other people, that just having that affirmation when someone throws a crazy idea to you, you know, you throw something completely off the wall, like you said, that you're joking, but there's that subtle hint of you're being serious. Someone just affirming that and saying, hey, you might not have it all figured out, but I am 100% behind you and behind this idea. Let's spitball. Let's see what we can do with this. I think it's one of the most important things that you can do of not dismissing anybody because you never know how hard, you know, how much courage is taken for somebody to even share one of those big, crazy ideas with you. Oh, 100%, man. Like, it's, it's what they say. You, you never know what someone else is going through. And the smallest words of kindness or encouragement could literally turn someone's entire day around. Like, like something that might be small to you is huge to someone else. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I want to kind of, I think something that you really excel at is kind of synchronizing all of the different projects and things that you're working on and, and how you present yourself online and, and forming those relationships, that everything is synchronized into kind of your message and your convictions. Can you talk about kind of why you think it's important to get all of those things headed in the same direction where if someone goes on positivities that they're going to receive the same message that they receive on the Diz Dude and things like that of kind of keeping it all headed in the same direction? Yeah, of course. So, so I like having different avenues because they reach different people, if that makes sense. But they all have, like you said, the same similar message. Um, some people might not like Disney as much as others. So there's other options they have out there like that are non-Disney that I can present to them. But the, the key to all this is the consistency, because if you if I'm running these accounts and people are going to these accounts and getting different messages like, what does that say about me as a person? I'm all over the place. Like, what do I actually believe in? What are my actual ideals and morals? Like people don't know. And having that sense of consistency lets them relate to you as a person and more so even on an emotional level. And then that to you, that's them. Now they're not just like people on Instagram, like, or now I'm just not someone on Instagram. Like I'm someone that they feel connected to, like people can reach out to. So having that sense of, like I said, consistency in, in everything and all the different avenues is, is 
just kind of huge. And as far as how I do it, I just don't change who I am as a person at all whatsoever. Like, I, I mean, I am me, you get what you get. If you like it, that's amazing. I like you. And if you don't, that's amazing. I still like you. Like <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm not trying to be anyone different than who I am. I'm, I'm trying to be Justin. I'm not trying to be anyone else. And I have nothing to hide. I'm an open book. So I'm going to put my biggest passions all together and have them relate towards the biggest passion, which is people. For sure. Yeah. And I love that. And I think people, especially nowadays, can definitely sniff out, you know, authenticity and, you know, who does kind of have those aligned morals and values and all of those different things. Um, so I think, you know, everything that you've done has definitely helped that. And obviously that's why people connect with you and your message. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. But it's like, yeah, it's exactly like people, people can, are starting to be able to tell, you know, like, you know, that feeling when you find someone and you're just like, wow, like you, you feel differently. I'm trying to create something like that. I'm trying to not necessarily differ from everyone, but I want to connect with people emotionally. For sure. So this question kind of builds on everything that you've just said, but you've put so much time and so much effort into, you know, your Instagram page and into your, you know, positivities now, you know, what is your ultimate goal that you want to accomplish by, you know, putting all this out there? Well, I, you know, it's an idea in the making, even currently. Um, I did come up with a couple steps along the way, like, like the Disney community, I didn't realize it was so big and I built a following from there. It was like, okay, cool. I have a following like what cool. I'll make a shop. And I made a shop. And now this shop is like right now, currently, I wasn't going to tell anyone this right away, but I'm, I'm going to let you guys know anyone listen. <laughs> um, so the shop is just a shop right now. Okay. Like you go on there, you buy shirts, hats, whatever it is, et cetera. And that's it. But the next phase that I have planned for this is I'm going to have dedicated lines of clothing and apparel that will benefit different charities so like i'm gonna do like an anti-bullying line and you can that a like a percentage like 10 15 20 percent whatever it is gets donated to a charity that supports that cause cancer awareness line suicide awareness line self-love line all these different things right and that's going to be my phase two so eventually from there what i want to transition to is phase three after all these charities and I build this huge following and I've done all these donations, cool. I'm not donating the charities anymore. Now I'm taking a portion of the money and setting it aside and I'm taking that money and I'm not going to pay other people to go do things for other people. I'm going to go physically take it myself and do things for other people. Travel overseas to places like um, Africa and give kids clean drinking water. Go to the Philippines and build a home. Like literally anything that people can imagine. Who knows? Maybe I'll just put a poll out on my Instagram page whenever I get to that point and be like, okay, what do we want to do this month? And then every month we go there and we do a project and then I'll eventually travel the world, do things all over the place. And instead of giving people money to help other people, I'm going to physically do it myself and hopefully take some people along with me. Wow. I love that big vision and just how you weren't even planning on sharing that, but here it is and you laid it out and we're big believers in like speaking things into existence and letting everything happen. So I love that. And I love, yeah, I'm like super pumped up about it. And I just love everything that you're doing. I mean, you have such a good heart and such a good, you know, um, like reason behind everything that you're doing. And I think that's great. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. The biggest thing that would bring us joy 
is if someone hears this and like they feel similar convictions and like they're able to throw in their help and you know you get that's how you create a movement and that's how you create new relationships for where you you create these bonds with people who have similar convictions as you um so i love that dreaming big putting big things out there and and we can't wait to see what all you accomplish yeah. heck yeah step one make a community step two make a family absolutely <laughs> love that so awesome i think wonderful first segment of the podcast so the next thing that we'll jump into is our disney fast pass round so if we'll just kind of share the these disney topics and if you can share the first thing that comes to your mind so our listeners can get to know your disney fandom a little bit better heck yeah let's do it so the first question is an easy one it's just name the disney parks that you visited so i did all the parks in disney world and that is it i haven't been anywhere outside of disney world so Hollywood Studios, Epcot, Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom. So of those four, which one is your favorite and why? Oh, that's such a loaded question. It's <laughs> it's ever-changing. Like some days you ask me and I say Hollywood Studios. Some days you ask me and I say Animal Kingdom. I like Hollywood Studios for what it has been and what it will be. And I like Animal Kingdom because I feel like it's the underdog and I always love the underdog. And who doesn't love the Festival of the Lion King show? Like, let's go. <laughs> So looking forward to Disney trips, what is your biggest Disney bucket list trip? Biggest bucket list trip would be go overseas to Tokyo, Disney, Hong Kong, and Shanghai, all within the same trip. Um, and then maybe even venture over to Paris at the same time. We got to stop at Alani too while, while you're doing this world travel. <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to fly everywhere, yeah, let's go ahead and stop. Let's just do all Disney parks in like a span of like six months. <laughs> let's we do are it. down for that. <laughs> <laughs> so next one would be your favorite Disney resort. Doesn't necessarily have to be one that you stayed at, just one that you like visiting. I really like the Polynesian. Um, I love the, the tropical vibes, the like Aloha Mahalo, Ohana vibes, you know, and I just the theming there is phenomenal. The food there is great and the people there are friendly. So I know this is off topic, but this made me think about your dog, Maui, because he has exactly. that, the Polynesian vibe. So you've had Maui for six months? Well, he's about six months and two weeks old. I've had him since he was 10 weeks. Oh, yeah, so like probably four and a half, five like ish months. So why did you pick the name Maui? So it was an accident. Um, I actually wasn't planning on getting Maui. Um, I was planning on getting a bigger dog in like June, and I ended up getting Maui a while ago. And I was at the. I actually took one of what I call my little sister. She's like fifteen. She's like I'm family friends with her dad, and um, I've just like tutored her, taken her places, stuff like that. And we were going out for her birthday. And she wanted to end the day looking at puppies. And then Maui just stared at me the entire time. We were looking at everyone. And then she wanted to play with them. And I was like, okay, cool. 15 minutes goes by. I was like, all right, we got to wrap this up. 30 minutes goes by. I was like, uh-oh, something's happening. 45 minutes goes by. I'm like, I'm not leaving without this dog. And while <laughs> in that 45 minutes, we were hanging out. The dog never left my side once. And I don't know. Like I said, it just came to my head. Like I looked at him and just wanted to call him Maui. I like accidentally named him before you bought him, before I bought him. And like that's something you should never, ever do <laughs> because then you'll never leave without him. So I did that. And Maui was just the first thing that popped into my head. He just seemed like a free spirit, you know, like, and it just, just, just what came to my head. I don't know. That's awesome. Well, I love it. <laughs> we were. The I didn't even think about it. Episode. I had no names lined up or anything. Like I hadn't. Like I wasn't even thinking about a dog for another handful of months. And it, like I said, it just it just happened that way. And I was like, okay, let's roll with it. 
we could not decide on a name, so we picked up our dog and drove all the way from Kansas to Tennessee with a dog with no name. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Eventually settled on Louie, which he is a Louie. It fits. Yeah, it fits. So next one would be, if you could only fast pass one ride for the rest of your life, which one would it be? Okay, so is this like one fast pass for me and the only, or is it one of those cool fast passes that you get from like a ride breaking down that's good for five people? We'll, we'll go with the five people one. Yeah. Okay, so, because it's two different answers there, you know? <laughs> the five people one, I would do Flight of Passage for sure, because I know everyone loves that ride, and I would just take all my friends with me. <laughs> so what would the other one be? The single one? I'd probably have to say Slinky Dog Dash just because I really enjoy that sense of like childlike excitement and wonder and like it brings me back to my childhood and I actually feel that when I'm riding Slinky Dog itself. I was blown away with how much I enjoyed Slinky Dog. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not like a super crazy coaster, but like it's it's chill enough for the kids to be able to do, but like the, the launches and some of the turns and stuff, like it's exciting enough for people like my age and older to be able to do as well. Yeah, and I could listen to Slinky Dog read the Spanish um, safety <laughs> instructions for hours on end. Hola, welcome <laughs> to Slinky Dog Dash. <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous, so we love it. <laughs> no, it's awesome. So sticking with rides, which ride do you think is due for either an exit or a refurbishment? Refurbishment. I'm going to go with the Motor Speedway. And this isn't my idea, but it's something that someone like joked about and I like thought up a full idea of how they could do it. But I would love for the Motor Speedway to transfer to electrical cars and put a Wreck-It Ralph overlay on it. Well, not even necessarily Wreck-It Ralph, but uh, Sugar Rush overlay, overlay on it and have all the different cars that you see in the show and the movie that they play in the game. And I think that'd be super cool to have. We've been on a roll. With yeah. some of those. <laughs> we need to put all these people in a room who have this similar idea and they'll just work it out. Yeah, just pitch it to the Imagineers and make it happen. Yeah, yeah, I'll just call them up real quick. Yeah. <laughs> you have connections, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Joe Rody's line is open. I don't. I think he's taking appointments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll bet. Yeah, if we were talking the other day. We went to different colleges together. <laughs> <laughs> so next one, probably our favorite portion of um questions on food so your favorite snack or a go-to snack okay favorite snack i mean we talking sweet or we talking like just regular food i mean whatever you want to throw out there whatever is like your a game gotta have this treat all right so when my sweet tooth is tingling your boy loves cake pops and cheshire cattails like 100% 100% bar nothing like zero contest those are the two things when I have a sweet tooth tingling those are what I go for um, but if I'm just hungry in the parks and I want like a cool snack my favorite thing to get I think is at Magic Kingdom I would have to say it is the chili cheese fries uh, I think it's called Golden Oak Outpost it's over in like Frontierland right past Pirates of the Caribbean on the left hand side and it's not open all of the time it's like only open for a portion of the day and even seasonally, seasonally I think we actually just tried the Cheshire cattail recently and we loved it. I don't know what oh, we were waiting so on or why we've it's never so tried good. it. It is. It's like a croissant with chocolate chips and then some like frosting on top. Oh, unbelievable. I don't know if it's meant to be a breakfast food, but we got it for <laughs> breakfast and it was phenomenal. Hey, live your best life. Anything can be a breakfast food if you try hard enough. <laughs> That's what my dad, we always joke that we love sweets for breakfast. My dad, when we were kids, 
he would used to make like the Eggo waffles, like the chocolate chip ones, and put ice cream in the middle <laughs> and give that <laughs> to us. He is a brilliant man. He raised you well. <laughs> so sticking with food, what is your favorite table service restaurant and quick service restaurant? <coughs> table service just recently changed for me. Now my favorite table service restaurant would be Artist Point in Wilderness Lodge. Since I did the new storybook dining with um, Snow White, Grumpy, Dopey, and the Evil Queen. The food was unbelievable. I got like the Brothers Grimm chicken. And I'm telling you, it just fell off the bone. I didn't even know I liked Brussels sprouts, but apparently that's a thing. And the ambiance there, it's really cool. It's like you're in the enchanted forest and there's like cool lights there. There's different songs that they're playing for each character to walk out. The characters are so lively in person. Like their personalities are huge. It's like... And the evil queen, man, like she steals the show. I'll tell you what, she does a meet and greet and it is hilarious. Like I was intimidated meeting her. <laughs> That's how good it was. Like I didn't know what to do with myself. I was like, what do I do with my hands? What do I do with my feet? Where do I look? What do I, what am I making with my face? Like I didn't know what to do, but like, no, I loved artist point 10 out of 50, like 50 out of 10 would recommend. <laughs> and then uh, for quick service, ah, uh, shoot. Um, I like the Yak and Yeti quick service restaurant, um, in animal kingdom specifically for breakfast as well. Um, they just have a cool variety of stuff for breakfast, but then if it's not breakfast, they have this chicken fried rice for like super cheap and you get a lot and it's delicious. So boom, life hacks. Yep. That is definitely somewhere we always split an entree and like get a side of pork egg rolls or something. That is a great value spot. Oh, it is so good. The amounts of food you get for what you pay is like not Disney at all. <laughs> yeah. It's like regular world stuff. Imagine that. <laughs> and now I have to go back for breakfast because I love breakfast. Oh my gosh. That sandwich I had last time was delicious. And they have this like sausage corn dog thing. It's like a sausage wrapped in a pancake. Again, phenomenal. And they have like these dope hash browns that you don't, I haven't seen them anywhere else. They're not your typical like regular tater tots or whatever. They're like seasoned like patties and they're delicious. This I, is on the list. I have to go. I have to go. I feel like with the evil queen that she's someone that if you do something silly or dumb, like she will roast you. Yo, she will call end. you out straight up because I tried and she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, I, I don't I don't know anymore. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. Yeah. I feel like her and Cruella DeVille too, like you don't want to do anything dumb in front of. No. Nah, no, nah, I wouldn't. So intimidating. <laughs> No, these characters are phenomenal, though. <laughs> so next one would be sticking with characters. Your favorite character meet and greet moment. Favorite character meet and greet moment. It's kind of like a double whammy because I met them. Well, I met them once and then they recognized me a second time. So I met Rapunzel in um, Fantasyland uh, at Magic Kingdom. And, you know, like it was your it started off as your typical, you know, um, interaction amongst the character and you know it just what should be a five to seven minute interaction ended up being like 20 minutes like i felt bad for the people behind me because like every time i try to walk away she'd like start another conversation with me or pull me back in and like want another picture and i was like it was the coolest thing in the world because it was like she was so in character it was unbelievable and we just talked and it's like the the I felt like I was talking to one of my best friends. It was just like one of those conversations, if that makes sense. And the pictures were perfect, and I got to smolder, and it was great. Okay, <laughs> fast forward. This is like a week and a half later, right? I'm watching Festival of the Fantasy Parade, and I'm taking pictures. 
and I'm loving it. And all of a sudden, the Punzi floats come coming by. I didn't recognize her right away, but then she looked at me funny. She kind of leaned forward and like like uh, squinted her eyes a bit. And so I looked up from my camera, and then as soon as I looked up, she took a big breath and goes, I met you. And it just made my day. I felt so good. I was like, yeah, I know Punzi. We're best friends. It was awesome. <laughs> and then she proceeded to pose for a bunch of really awesome pictures, like as she was going by the entire time she was going by. And then, you know, did like what princesses do and blows you a kiss. And then I blushed and looked like a <laughs> like an idiot, but it was awesome. So that was my favorite interaction ever. It was unbelievable. That is awesome. And all the kids she remembered. around you. I was like blown away. <laughs> all the kids definitely thought you were the coolest. Oh, for sure. I was, I felt bad. I was like, the kids were all next to me, like looking up and like trying to wave at Punzi. And she's like posing for my pictures. I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. Like, <laughs> my bad. Oh, that's awesome. So the next one would be your favorite Disney movie. Oh. Favorite Disney movie. Okay, so just first thing that comes to my head, I'm about to go with The Lion King. It was the first movie I ever saw in theaters. And I love the Festival of the Lion King show. And I don't know. I just like Lion King. So I'm going to have to go with Lion King on this one. How excited are you for the live action to come out? I'm excited for the live action, but I think I'm more excited that um, James Earl Jones is playing Mufasa again. <laughs> I think I'm just like, that's the coolest thing in the world. Like, you got Mufasa to play Mufasa. How cool. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. I do think Donald Glover will be an excellent Simba as well. Oh, I don't doubt it. I love Donald Glover in every single thing he's in. Like, I don't even know what movies are coming out, but if it has Donald Glover in it, I'm like, I'm going to go watch it. I don't know if it's a scary movie, superhero movie, Disney. I don't know what it is. I'm just going to go watch it. For sure. So next one would be your favorite Disney song. Favorite Disney song. I'm going to have to go with um, I Can Go the Distance uh, from Hercules. I just like the vibes it sends off, the like whole no matter what happens, I'm going to get there. Like I don't know how, I don't know when, but I'm going to do it. Like that's, that's a mentality that I like to try and have as much as possible. And the fact that they're spreading that mentality out to people through a song and implanting that into these kids' head who are kids' heads who are watching this and listening to it. Like, I think it's brilliant. For sure, we're big fans of that song as well. It's a good hype song. Yo, it gives you the chills every time. Like every time, I'm watching Happily Ever After, and I'm just like, I can go to this. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> that is probably like the best part of that whole soundtrack. That's know, a good oh, one. that and like whenever Olaf is like. Some people are worth melting for. I'm just like, stop. I need tissues. Like, cut it out. <laughs> the one that got me most recently was when Robin Williams as the genie has like his little monologue part. I was like, this is my stuff. Fun right fact, there. the only original voice. I just heard this recently. The only original voice recording in all of Happily Ever After is genie oh. because they wanted to do it in uh, Robin Williams honor. Wow. Wow, that's a that's a fun fact. Now, I heard that from like two different people. I didn't I don't know how true it is. I haven't verified it yet, but from two different people. So well, I assume it it's probably accurate. Yeah, now we now we are gonna start crying when we hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so sweet. So kind of sticking with that, what is your favorite Disney quote? My favorite Disney quote is probably it's kind of fun to do the impossible from Walt Disney. Um I've always been someone who's thought pretty large 
especially at such a young age, like people tell you all the time, like you, you tell people, you ask these questions and then I give them the answers I gave them back when I was younger and people tell me to aim lower, you know, and like tell me that something's going to be too difficult or impossible. And like, I've kind of always prided myself in doing what other people say I can't do, especially if it's something I'm passionate about. So definitely have to go with, it's kind of fun to do the impossible. Absolutely. Great one. So our very last one of the fast pass round would be your favorite Disney parks memory. Oh, I got it. Okay. So when I was younger and I used to go to Disney all the time, we had a tradition. Every time we go to Magic Kingdom, we would end the day watching the Main Street Electrical Parade, but we would grab a Casey's Corner hot dog. Oh, I'd get a, uh, a cheese dog or a chili cheese dog and French fries and a side of cheese because you can never have too much cheese at Casey's Corner. <laughs> and we would go sit like right out front by um, the entrance of Casey's Corner and just sit right there on the street. And basically every single time I watched that parade, Snow White would skip on down the street and it was a spot where they could do whatever they wanted. So she would come on over, give me a big old kiss on the side of my cheek, get up and then walk away. And I was like, yep, me and Snow, baby, let's get it. That's what's up. We're tight. People look like, why did that guy get a kiss? Be like, why didn't you? I don't know. So you just have the connection with all the princesses, apparently. Man, I wish. I'll tell you what. That was when I was younger. And then, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I tried standing on there, but there's no Main Street Electrical Parade, so I don't get my kiss on the cheek. I'd walk around with red lipstick on my cheek the rest of the night. It was great. (laughs) I feel like, speaking of my worst Disney memory, was when we went into Casey's Corner and they didn't have the melted cheese for that short little time span. That was devastating. Yo, but, but it was free back when they did have it. Yeah. And now it costs money, but that's okay because, you know, you pay for it, but then you get cooler things in the park, like Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Thank you, cheese. <laughs> Hashtag, thank you, cheese. I, no, I, I think I can see the connection there. It's definitely in the financial statement somewhere where <laughs> we've made a couple extra quarters, so we can build this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally makes sense. <laughs> I can't. I remember they offered us um, shredded, shredded cheese. cheese. And we're like, no, not the same thing. Nope. That's not going to work. <laughs> you melt this down, mix it up so it's nice and smooth and give it back to me. We'll talk then. <laughs> For sure. So our very last question and something we ask all of our guests, and it's if you have one piece of parting guidance that you can give to someone who's looking to jump into this community or grow what they already have going on as, as a Disney content creator or maybe they're creating their own products, what would be your advice to those people? My advice would be to just be who you are. Don't look at these other accounts and try and like – oh, I want to be like the Lost Bros or, oh, I want to be like Main Street Press. Like these people are amazing, but these people are who they are. And that's why they're so amazing. So advice to people looking to start shops and stuff or even just have like Instagram accounts that are dedicated to Disney or whatever have you, just be who you are and be so impeccably like, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Just Oh, be you. Just, just be you all together. We'll just keep it simple. Just be you and be as close to you as possible. Try not to copy anybody and have fun with what you're doing. Let people see that you're having fun. And if you meet people, talk to them like you've known them for years. That's how I made all my friends. (laughs) And yeah, just don't be afraid to talk to people. That's another big one. A lot of people won't go up and like chat with people or reach out on and ask them questions on things like, don't be too invasive, obviously, but, you know, don't be afraid to talk to people. That's another thing. So be you and talk to people. Yeah. 
Like, that's wonderful advice. I think if I could, like, I don't have a tattoo, but if I would get one, <laughs> one of the first ones I would consider would be comparison is the thief of joy. And I think that it so kind of goes along with that. You have to be you. And if you're trying to emulate these other people or trying to look over your, you know, into their lane and see what they're doing, you're never going to get to where you want to be. Oh, no. It's like I said, it's why these accounts are so popular and big is because they are who they are. And they're so like impeccably dedicated to who they are as people. And they let that transition into their accounts. That's how they grow. And that's why people like them. For sure. Yeah. I love that. So thank you so much for sharing that. So Justin, one last thing, if you could share with our listeners where they can connect with you online. Oh, of course. So I'm mainly on Instagram. You can find me at the Diz Dude, T-H-E-D-I-S-D-U-D-E. Or you could follow my shop, which is Positivities Co. P-O-S-I-T-I-V-I-T-E-E-S-C-O. And those are my two main ones. And if you really like dogs, you could follow Maui. He's just Shiba Maui. S-H-I-B-A-M-A-U-I. Feel free to shoot me a DM whenever you guys want. I love talking to everybody. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll put all the links to those in our show notes as well. So you can click over there, connect with Justin. So Justin, thank you so much for joining us today. We really have a Thank you guys. I appreciate it. It was so much fun. Do you like Star Wars? How about Marvel? How about Disney? If you answered yes to any of these, we'd love to have you listen to our new podcast, Kingdom Outcast. We're just three guys chatting about news, topics, and events in the Disney universe. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.